The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good that we're here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them, but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation comes from the Holy Gospel of St. Mark that I just, freed, just finished reading you in chapter 9, verses 2 through 9, and serves as the basis for our theme for the transfiguration of our Lord, coming down to go back up. He was a bit of a wild man. I had gone on some adventures with him, but he was a little too wild for me. And what I mean by wild is he loved the wilderness. He loved going up into the mountains for as many days as time would allow. He would backpack into the farthest reaches of the canyon where ATVs and Jeeps couldn't reach. And then, when he was absolutely sure he was completely cut off from civilization, he would pitch a rudimentary tent prepare a fire to cook on, catch some fresh fish in a nearby lake or stream, and kick back and enjoy his own personal paradise, sleeping under the stars when the weather would allow it. I only camped with him a couple of times and discovered very quickly I did not enjoy roughing it like he did. He could stay out there for days on end. He embraced the stink and the dirt that collected all over him. He loved it. I needed a bath, at least every couple of days. But he could do two weeks without even blinking an eye. He did admit one time, the worst part of it all was when he had to come back. He hated breaking camp. He hated packing up the camping equipment and taking down his shelter. And the thought of having to worry about regular showers again just downright irritated him. I know. Gross, right? But it could only last so long. Eventually, he had to go back to school. He had to go back to work to finance these getaways. And he had to clean up. I know. We can all smell it right now, can't we? But that is the way it is for us, too even if we don't really rough it like he did. We still have to come off the cruise ship. We have to come home from the ski trip. 
We even have to leave the family get-togethers or vacations with our best friends. The joy of the moment never lasts forever. Today, Peter, James, and John had their mountaintop experience, and clearly, Peter did not want to leave either. He wanted to camp there with them and never leave again. Making three tents for Jesus, Moses, and Elijah, it seemed the best way to Peter to extend the experience. But according to verse 6, Peter didn't know what he was saying because he was scared witless. So this is a little more like trying that first super high ski hill or the slingshot ride at the fair or looking down on a glass walkway with thousands of feet below you. It's awesome, but terrifying all at the same time. But even though Peter was scared, we can still understand why he was responding the way he was. I mean, you arguably have the three most famous religious figures in the history of the universe, and if you can just keep them there together, as scary as that might be, well then, you would have quite a line of pilgrims wanting to go and ask questions. You would have thousands coming to have their deepest fears counseled, and some might even hope for a little extra power from on high. So I get it. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a true mountaintop experience. Who in their right mind, even if it was scary, would want it to end? Peter watched the scene unfold before him, thought it out over in his mind, and made his bold, albeit interruptive, explanation. But remember, even though he had no idea what he was really suggesting, he definitely knew what he wanted. He wanted this mountaintop experience to last as long as it could. I'm sure all of you have had those experiences on the mountaintops of your lives that you likewise never wanted to end. Like when your kids graduated from high school, vocational school, or college. Or that amazing day when you gave your daughter away or watched your son standing up at his wedding. Or that special day when you were recognized by all of your coworkers or fellow volunteers or peers for all the hard work you put in on a project. And a plaque was emblazoned with your name, permanently displaying, serving as a reminder to everyone in the organization. But the time on the mountaintop does not last. The children grow up. They move out of the house. Sons and daughters move to another city, and your job goes on the next day like nothing ever happened. And just like Peter, we watch life unfold and cling to those mountaintop experiences like they are the most important things that ever happened in our lives. As if we could somehow relive them and energize our lives with the joy and the glory of those moments by somehow making them come back again, if only in our minds. Sometimes we even dwell on them to the point of sinfully making them the only thing we ever care about, because life will never be good again unless we can somehow and in some way create yet another 
mountaintop experience. Peter's mountaintop experience was about to end, but his eternal living was just beginning. Just at the point when he put too much faith in a moment in time, our Heavenly Father spoke to him from the cloud. This is my son, my beloved one. Listen to him. It's as if Yahweh was telling him today that the law of Moses is good. The prophecy of Elijah and all the prophets prophesy this Savior. But it's time to recognize this is the Savior of the world to whom you will listen. An ever so slight shift in understanding is witnessed by and affirmed by all the ancient actors and Peter, James, and John as well. No longer would they seek counsel only from the Pharisees and the Sadducees who denied the truth of God in their midst. Now, you would talk to God in the flesh, and his words would be sacred, prophetic, and encouraging for discouraging days that lay ahead. We've all had to come down from the mountain eventually. But when they did come down, and when we come down too, now someone is coming down with us. When we watch in fear as our children grow and go out into a godless world full of animosity towards the truth of Christ, Jesus calls us from the clouds of our confusion and reminds us, train up a child in the way that he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. When our sons and daughters' hands slip out of our fingers' grasp through the tears of our joy at seeing them married but sensing they'll never be ours again, Jesus reminds us that they are cleaving unto their spouse and submitting to Christ who will never leave them or forsake them. And when the job goes back to the grind of day-to-day drudgery without end, God comforts us saying, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as a reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. The day came when all hope was fulfilled, where the world could not possibly fulfill it. And it came on a mountaintop we will never have to leave. For Jesus made another trip to another mountain by the name of Zion. This time, his cross was planted there. Our sins were destroyed on it, and our eternal joy, hope, and glory would live on in our hearts forever. A mountaintop experience we participate in and remember every time we come to our little mountain here at faith. Wherever any of us are gathered in his word and sacrament, we live out that mountaintop reality that we'll never be separated from and never miss him again. With all the saints and with all the company of heaven on that mountaintop with us, it is an experience we'll never worry about losing or having to stop living ever again. And knowing that, and more than that, believing that, We know when it's time to come down so that by faith we are ready to go back up again. Amen.